You're listening to the Fueled by the Outdoors podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe, tell us what you think in the comment section, and leave us a review. I just hammered a good one. Drop the Asher. Never seen that deer before. It's a tough pill to swallow after having that deer at 18 yards. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Lepper, joined by our forever third wheel, Josh Luck. How's it going, guys? What's up? Going good. Good. Are we all rested from uh, the expo? No. <laughs> exactly. I'm exactly. still tired. So just, just for those of you who are, who are wondering, it is now Wednesday. Uh, I still am trying to catch up on sleep from the utter lack of it and uh running around uh all weekend and i i don't know that i will get caught up for like another two weeks it's kind of like when you have oh well chris you know this real well <laughs> you when you have a, a little kid and they're getting up in the middle of the night and you don't ever get to sleep <laughs> it's kind of like that it's like when when will my sleep ever catch up with itself yeah i'll be honest uh everyone involved was Chris Leoparded to the nth degree. Uh, I really, I'm surprised actually that none of you guys reined me in and said, "Hey, we should probably shorten these days up." Um, and we're gonna get there at 7 a.m. and then we're gonna stay forever. You oh, but no, I mean, what a, what an amazing experience for all parties involved um you know and i i understand it's it's our show and we're probably not going to bash it or actually anybody that knows me knows that i'll bash the piss out of it and beat it up as much as i can make it better and because i'm really pissed about the things that didn't go the way i wanted them to but um just you go ahead no you and i like right after the show like what's the saying? Like you're your own worst critic. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were just like, man, this ticked us off. We could have done this better. It was a great event, but like the small things, like yeah. I know it bothered Chris, and it, it, it bothered me too. I was right yeah. there. I got a notebook full of stuff we can improve upon. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But but in 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 the grand scheme of things, uh, I want to go ahead and just say this. This was my first year being able to go to the expo uh, and work it the entire time. We quickly expanded it from one <laughs> one day to three days, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. It was a, a large undertaking, both by YouTube planning it. I did not have really a role in planning anything with regards to this, and when I was there, it was amazing to see the amount of people come, not only that were vendors, but people through the door and then really on the fly kind of realize what you don't know is what you need to know mm-hmm. and how to coordinate a group of people and answer every question that everyone's throwing at you that you may have no idea 
what they're talking about. But it's nice to be able to say, hey, you know what? I'm not sure. I can go ask somebody or you can go over to this vendor and I'm sure they're going to point you in the right direction, which was extremely helpful. So if you're a vendor listening to this, uh, any of the ones that we had, thank you for coming. You guys made that show and we absolutely love each and every one of you for it. It was, it was a fantastic, mm-hmm. I, I can say that for myself. I, I enjoyed myself thoroughly uh, despite uh, the severe exhaustion by Sunday morning <laughs> from not sleeping. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. It's like surreal. Um, you know, we started that Facebook page, the Facebook group years ago and, and we've kept a certain um, environment and to have that translate, uh, you know, in a, in a positive and really a magnified way, even like the positive, supportive environment from all parties involved at that show was something that literally not a single human being in that building is ever going to forget. And you can tell that it affected everybody. And that's, man, that's the way things should be. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can also see, you know, there were some people that weren't there and they, they see, you know, there we've been getting comments and stuff. And um, I'll say right now uh, we are going to stand up for what we love and change the way people operate or the majority of people anyways. And uh, there's not anybody that's going to stop that. Um, I'm a firm believer. I don't mean to get too sappy. You know, people overuse the word love. And when you actually love something, there's not a whole lot that can stand in the way of that. And when it comes to hunting in the outdoors, I mean, any of you guys know that I, I mean, I just, I, I don't know where I'd be without it, honestly, probably in a gutter somewhere. So, um, I'll, I'll do everything I can. And I know you guys are right there with me to protect that and to really make it what it should be. And, and mm-hmm. the coolest thing, I forget the exact quote. I was listening to this Southern outdoorsman podcast today. Um, those guys were super cool. Uh, and, and they said it felt like they were at deer camp and I was like, damn it. Literally. I'm going to correct. Are you, do you mean the Southern Southern public? public? I said, ah, damn it. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Not the Southern outdoorsman. That is my bad. I was listening to the Southern Southern public podcast thank you for catching that i would have yes. even more like a dumbass had you not caught that i was, I was like i was listening to the same podcast yeah. so <laughs> um it just it really hit home and you know you see all these guys uh posting about it and companies that were just in love with it and people i've never met and heard of before coming there and taking videos and pictures yeah. and, posts and stuff on youtube and doing the things that you need to grow something like that. But also, I mean, throw all that out the window, just hit me right in the feels regardless, seeing stuff like that. Um, so it was really cool, man. I'm, I'm pretty pumped and we're ready to, we're ready to really 
really hit the ground running now. In in the uh, words of the comedian Matt Mitchell, it's a it's a lot like being in a Waffle House at four a.m. Uh, it's really bright moving forward, but it's also overwhelming because you don't always know what's going on. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I uh, go ahead, Josh. Oh, I was just going off of what you said <clears throat> that um that you know kind of unbiased positive environment is is something that we wanted at the show and it really came to fruition and it was mm -hmm. kind of i mean it was really humbling just to just to see it unfold before us like it like the southern public guy said and those were those were awesome dudes by the way i'm very happy that they came up to experience yeah. the show with us yeah um like they said like it was like deer camp and that's you know the vibe we wanted but it was just cool just seeing all these companies like work together and i'm not going to say any names to keep in case they're keeping on the down low but you would see companies kind of work together and plan together mm -hmm. and i i went to some be like hey did you check this product out like i think yours might pair really well with theirs and you know just watching those guys interact i think one of the one of the coolest things i heard from one of our team members i was talking with mike care because he he bought like full setups for him and Paige. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Mike Carraher and Paige Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, yeah. yes. Sorry, Paige. I, I couldn't remember your Better last name. Carraher soon. You better get off your ass, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike. <laughs> get off. Get off your ass. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, they bought full saddle setups there. And if anyone doesn't know them, they're like the newest members of our team. They were there all weekend supporting us and helping us out. You know, big thanks to them. Super but, uh, helpful. Oh yeah. Paige went around. She's never been in a saddle before. And she was going around trying different ones. And she was stuck between the latitude, I think method two, and then buzzard roost. And and uh Mike had also tried those ones out. And then so they tried some of the others and then they they kind of narrowed it down between like buzzard roost and like latitude. Um, you know, Paige has a pretty small frame and, and she wanted something that fit her a little better. Well, I was talking with Mike and he said benny when they were over at, at benny's who runs by the buzzard roost mm -hmm. she was sitting in the buzzard roost saddle and he was like well he was asking her for like what how she felt about it and she was like honestly i think i like um just the latitude feels a little bit better to me and then, you know he didn't even hesitate he's like you gotta go with it he's like if that what works for you you gotta go with theirs like go get theirs which was that's awesome yeah super refreshing you know she ended up getting a latitude saddle mike ended up getting a buzzard bruce saddle and then because of you know how awesome benny was like mike referred a couple other ohio like local guys yep over to benny and then they mm -hmm. bought some buzzard bruce saddles i mean yep. that's if, that was one of the coolest things i heard from our team members oh dude so we got i i think this is one of the things that we've got to talk about um the little bright spots that we saw um but first off if people in louisiana in general are like the buzzard roost guys yeah let's like go to louisiana those people <laughs> were mother freaking awesome i won't use the f-bomb but i almost did <laughs> mark that one those guys where's where's myers when we <laughs> mark, mark that 
So uh, no, Benny and and his whole crew, man, they were they were freaking awesome. Um, huh? I I I just I can't thank them enough because like they. I use the word like grip's going to rip my head off. Uh, <laughs> they came in, drove what a day and a half to get up here. Yeah. They set up. They then early, like as soon as it opens, one of their guys is out back, like cutting up onions with a and, cauldron, not with a, a cauldron, a cauldron that I can only believe like I don't even know where you buy one of those. I, I don't only it's probably Uh-oh. someone's family heirloom. Yeah. And they they made jambalaya for 200 people and it was so good. And then they turned around and did it again the next day. I'm texting Benny right now. You know, not not to mention uh I think I've got my new favorite hoodie from them too. I uh Oh yeah. I yeah, oh man, it's it's fantastic. They they got them out. Uh, the oh Pursuit Platforms was right next to him, and I guess the uh, guy who runs Pursuit bought one of their hoodies, and they said something along the lines like, "Oh, we we can't sell these in the South," and I think they sold every one of their hoodies. And, I mean, they're super <laughs> lightweight, they're super comfortable. I was wearing mine the other day, and it was like eighty degrees outside. I'm like, I'm gonna wear this because it's it was still light enough to where I wasn't sweating my butt off, but it was just like. I don't know. It's it's going to be a great just like lounge hoodie. Yeah, or, like early fall hoodie. Yes, exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. <clears throat> I almost picked one up and then I got to run around doing other stuff and I forgot to hop over there. You know, the, the other thing, speaking of the Southern, Southern public guys, it was very humbling when Madison, your wife and I were sitting up at the booth to uh, sell raffle tickets and stuff. And a guy comes up and he's asking me about stuff. I said, you know, I'm Rick. He goes, I know who you are. He's like, like, excuse me. He goes, he goes, you're the other host of the podcast. It's like, we listen to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And he 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 goes. We listen to you guys all the time, and it was just really kind of a, an odd experience because it was the second time that happened that weekend where someone waited until I was done talking to somebody, and they look at me and go, "Rick, right?" It's like, "Yeah," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you're the podcast host." So I'm like, "Oh, yeah," and I'm thinking, like, "The only reason they figured that out is they were standing there listening to me talk." <laughs> that sultry voice. It's yeah, a sultry voice. I don't have the buttery tones of Josh Luck, though. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, as as Jacob Myers put it, <laughs> yeah. you guys give me all kinds of shit for my voice, and then the Jacob Myers is like, oh, the buttery tones of Josh Luck, because we're talking to him. <laughs> because there you was speak the highlight. Up now you speak up. Now we, we did we, get you to use your big boy voice. We got you use your big boy voice. If we, only uh, you guys could have seen. Josh with his leg crossed like he's a 45 year old like high high end businessman you know he's got his little slippers on he might as well hit the dog on the nose with a newspaper and drink orange juice with vodka at 7:30 in the morning it was like 1:30 at night that's that's how i sit 
So I sit a little taller, but that's exactly how I sit during my interviews. Really? Good for you. Oh, yeah. Displays confidence. I'm confident during those. It displays confidence. Uh, I would agree with that, but not in a positive way. If you're looking for an affordable technical gear style clothing that performs well, that cuts weight from your clothing, but not from your wallet, check out Huntworth. Whether you're hunting early season in Nebraska, mid-season in Ohio, or late season in Iowa, Huntworth has a system to keep you comfortable and focused on your hunt. With early season fast approaching, we highly recommend checking out the Durham Lightweight Hunting Pants and the Midweight Shelton Hoodie. These items paired with an appropriate base layer will perform at a high level in multiple early season conditions when fishing and hunting. One of the coolest things I think is uh, watching Derek win. Oh man, the the feature film and uh, in the self filming category, and then um, you know have Latitude come over and talk to him about things, and then uh, which a lot of stuff involved Latitude. There's a a common thread there too. Those guys mm-hmm. are just really good people, and I'm not yes, taking they care. are anyone else i gave them the opportunity to to sponsor the film festival before anyone because i know that that's something that uh alex does anyway he's he's into that kind of thing with the filming and editing but also the support they've given us so i wanted to go to him first and um with that said man did we choose the right people just such good people they little asher is trying out saddles everywhere and comes up and taps our boy on the shoulder and says, Hey, I want to, want to give your son a saddle and just makes Asher's entire probably year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a, just a really cool thing. Seeing people just display all these incredible acts of sportsmanship. It's, it was amazing. And you want to talk about just, you know, coincidence divine intervention whatever you want to call it so it was it was awesome to meet derek like in person because josh and i josh and i did that that podcast with him Uh, i think you were you had something going on where where you weren't able to yeah you were in florida that's right so he he was there friday night and then introduced himself to me he was there most of the day saturday but he brought his wife with him and before he left on Saturday, he stopped by and told me, he's like, Hey man, like great expo. Really like meeting you. I think we're going to head out tomorrow morning. We're not, you know, we're going to go back up North and we're not going to stop by. I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, well, if, if you think about it and it's on your way, just stop back by. So oddly enough, he comes in and we're talking and I was like, funny you're here. We're just now getting ready to announce the winner of the feature film, and he ends up winning it. I mean, mm-hmm. freaking awesome video! Awesome video. I encourage anybody who hasn't uh, checked out his page yet. It's a uh, New Day Outdoors on YouTube, and he's he's posted the the like the winning video now, right? And I think we've we've yeah. got a link to it on our page too. Uh, I'll I'll have to put uh, I'll. I'll, in the in the show notes here, I'll put the winners YouTube pages so you can go online and look at them all. 
but just a freaking fantastic video. And Parker McDonald, I think with with the with the short film, I felt like that was like everything. Every time we hit the woods with oh him. my god. So when when he when he's sitting there and he's going through everything, and all I can think about is I had when I went to Cabo and I was like, I've got all this wonderful film and I go back and look at him like I hit the freaking slow motion button and it's all in slow motion. Why do I have five hours of footage here? And it's, it's all those little things. And it was, it was such a relief because that's the human element of all this, mm-hmm. especially with filming. And you both know filming's not my favorite thing to do. I do it because I think it's helpful. And let me rephrase that. I like filming my fishing stuff, filming my hunting stuff. It just gets in my head too much, but I'm getting over it. I'm getting out of my uh, comfort zone with it. As we talked about on the uh, Southern Outdoorsman podcast about having to change habits, but it, it, it was, it was such a cool thing to see all his kind of little things that he screwed up on that you don't see on hunting shows or other people's pages or, you know, move, whatever it may be. And it was a, it was a refreshing thing to have that as the first uh, video. So kudos to Christopher for curating that. That was uh, when I watched that, I mean, don't get me wrong. Somebody could have maybe overtaken that spot. But when I saw that said, well, we found our lead off video. And I tell you what, Parker, Parker's one of those guys that's just uber talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that he was like a freaking singer and yeah. artist and the whole nine. He, he, when he messaged me and said, yeah, sing and play the guitar. And I'm like, all right, you know, so does everybody, but okay. You know, we'll have, you know, this is going to make Aaron Ritter happy. It'll look good for the show. You know, cool. I love the national anthem. Dude, what, he rocked the hell out of that mic, and I it was everything I could to not scream at the end because I felt like I was at a freaking baseball game or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't look at him. It was like trying to stare at a mix between Fergie and Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's been called the songbird of our generation. That's right. But he started belting that out, and I'm like, I did a double take, and I'm like, did anyone else do Parker could sing? <laughs> Which I didn't realize I got to talking to him. He used to do that for a living. Um, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Kind of still um, does. Yeah. For like a large, um, I think, churches and stuff. He was uh, oh, nice. a, I think he was a, a minister, he said. Yes. Yeah. Super cool dude. But uh, <laughs> we were talking. He said he was actually a little nervous. But like he's used to doing it in like these large church crowds, right? Like thousands of people. And he was like, I don't know why I'm nervous. He's like, maybe it's because like this part of these people that are a part of my life, right? And this part of my life, the outdoors, like don't necessarily know that much like about this side. Mm-hmm. It was uber cool. Parker is such a cool dude. And it was a great way to kind of kick off the expo and allow for that to, you know, segue into the first night. I, I do I do think <clears throat> with regards to the expo, the biggest thing that I took away from it was the intimacy of it and just with being able to work directly with the people who 
you know, innovated these things or came up with a product or know directly because they're manufacturing these things by hand. It's not like, and this is, this is nothing against any trade show or anything like that. But normally when you go to like those big trade shows or I go to like a boat or fishing show or whatever, you're not meeting with the people who make the product. you're, you're meeting with somebody who knows about the product or has been hired on to talk to you about the product, but you're not the, you're not dealing with, um, you know, the, the, the trophy line guys or, uh, the people, uh, Karen and Glenn from Huntworth who came down and, you know, talk, talk to anybody and everybody about their camo or Alex chop or, or any of these people who, who came, who can tell you exactly why they did this, how they did this and the reason they did this. And if it's not for you, Hey, go look at something, something else and, you know, yeah. get what's right for you because they want you to be successful. It's not like they're going to sit there and try to pilfer money off of you like a used car salesman or something. Oh, dude. So I think that's part of what makes this great is you've got a bunch of people who probably started doing this because they're hunters and people that are mobile hunters learn to adapt. They don't do the mm-hmm. same thing over and over and over and over and over and over, right? They're, they're adapting all the time and they know not everybody's saddle or which, you know, I'll argue. Uh, I think if a saddle fits you, I think you can absolutely make it work. I think it's more about tether management and stuff like that, but there are some that are going to fit a little better, be a little more comfortable or whatever and um, things of that nature. But they know that their setup might not work for you like another Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I, I kind of look at it this way and this is a weird analogy, but, on Monday, I went to my eye doctor, and I've said this before. My right eye is is shot, and it's it is uh it is deteriorating over time. It's just that that's the way that life is going to be for me. So, about two weeks ago, I noticed that my right eye wasn't operating at the same level that it had been, and so I started thinking about. It. I'm like, I should probably go to the eye doctor and get this looked at. And then I thought about it a little bit more and I said to myself aloud because I'm a weirdo and I said, Rick, you're not being honest with yourself about what's going on with your eye here because too often when I go into an eye doctor, I've had the same eye doctor for six years, I'll go in and I'll know what that bottom line says. I'll know what it says and it's blurry and I can make it out just enough. And I said to myself, like, you need to be honest with yourself about what's going to be best for you moving forward. Yep. And sure enough, I went in exactly what it was. And the doc's like, yeah, your right eye has gotten worse. You need to do better with it. I think you have to look at equipment and things like that very much in the same way. You have to be honest with yourself. And I hope the companies are honest with themselves about, like, this might not be the best fit for you. Here's a company that may be a better fit for you and for your build, and that's more reasonable. You know, if if someone's arm doesn't work, you wouldn't tell them to go buy a compound bow. You tell them to figure out another way 
uh, or or if they can pull back with their mouth like Remy Warren can, you know, f- find a way to manage that in, in a better way. But it was, I, I, I can't say this enough, it was so refreshing going around to every one of those vendors and talking just bits and pieces with them and saying, you know, this person's got this and we've got this and they've got that, but you need to go look at everything in order to find out what's best for you. And that I feel is the, was the best part of the expo for me. I hands down was the best part was just a very collegial environment and people not bad mouthing each other. Mm-hmm. Because we know we know how much that happens between companies and, you know, worrying about their profit margins versus the people that they're trying to sell stuff to. Yep, I agree. I think, uh, and you know what's funny? Every single company I've talked to did really well. Oh, my gosh. And yep. that's encouraging. I, and I think people got to understand, like, at the end of the day, these companies are coming here for exposure and to make money. You know, like that's that's the purpose. It's not just the fun time and mm-hmm. you can have fun in your backyard with your buddies and family. Um, so you know, a lot of people it seems uh, will have a problem when money's talked about. But the fact of the matter is, money makes the world go round, and you got to have it to do X, Y, Z. So. Um, I was pretty encouraged to know that companies did very well and people got great deals and saved money and got the exact gear that they wanted. And some, some won that rifle that I couldn't put in for and all (laughs) that. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm super pumped. I think that we've got a good thing going here. We're going to run with it. We're going to do three shows. Um, And I think it's going to be a regional thing. Uh, and we're going to clean up everything that didn't go our way. And we're just going to make it way better and put it in places with numbers. So that way we can make this make sense for vendors. We can make it make sense for us. And we can make it make sense for the people. Because um, if you, the more people that come in there, the better everything gets. Yeah. So, you know, then you attract more vendors and so on and so forth. And it's just like the symbiotic relationship, you know? So. Well, and Josh, how many people, cause you made the map, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. how many, how many different States did we have people come from to this? Oh, I didn't count them all. It was, a lot, it was like the entire Eastern half of the U S I was very surprised when I put it, and that like color coded map. Um, I mean, all the way almost- from from so the far west would be Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, and then all the way up north to like Minnesota, and then you keep going east, and it's all the way. I mean, you got all the way to Florida, and then if you were to go up the east coast, we have all the way to New Hampshire. Someone came from New Hampshire. Twenty nine. Twenty nine states. Yeah, so over half of the U.S. Over half the U.S. was there. Yeah. Represented. Half the U.S. That'd be, you know, 150 billion people or whatever it is. Million people. (laughs) Not million, million. Right now. We would have better podcasting equipment. (laughs) (laughs) 
so on famouser on Saturday <laughs> I went out because I was I was trying to go around to everyone to make sure that, you know all of our team members are taken care of if they have questions answer the questions if they were getting tired of our spots you know move them or if they needed to go you know take a break whatever so I went outside on Saturday afternoon I was checking on Matt because Matt was going helping with parking you know he said he was fine and he was like hey did you look around this parking lot and I was like what do you mean he was like he's like there might be two cars here from ohio he's like every car i've parked has been from out of state and i literally looked at all the license plate and i wish i could have taken a video i thought about it and i was like no i can't get people's license plates numbers in there but man there were cars from everywhere i i, I couldn't believe it when i when i looked around slick yeah so cool i'm pretty, it's, pretty yeah. pumped and we were in probably the shittiest location you as far as location not the venue the venue was money but yeah. the location i mean it's one of the least populated places in the eastern united states that it is <laughs> and you know it's one of the lowest income places and there's not a whole lot of places to stay not a whole lot of places to eat our parking lot wouldn't have been big enough had we had many more people so kind of like last year we basically what we need to do is rent out like we seem to just do just good enough for wherever we go so we need to like rent out the staples center or something <laughs> <laughs> well let's just fill that bitch no. um, yeah tennessee Titans stadium Nissan yeah. stadium um but to your to your point chris what you were saying is we got a lot of good feedback. We're gonna hit the ground running. Um, we're gonna try and make it a regional thing and do three shows. But in addition to that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna add things. We're gonna improve on things. So not only will all the mobile hunting companies be there, but we we have some ideas to add some other stuff, uh, which we think will cater, you know, to you know guys like us, guys that, that like mobile hunting or, or do like the backcountry stuff, you know, or into filming and, and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, um, we have some, we have some cool things we want to add. Um, and we'll, we're going to reach out to people. Heck yeah. We, uh, I think people are going to be pretty, pretty jacked with the way we, we do this. It's going to be slick. I, I think I think realistically, when you look at that mobile hunting community that was there, you. So I, I think of the one guy. I'm name escapes me. He has like that. He had that freaking mobile, awesome mobile hunting rig. Was that? Yeah. That like, yes. Yeah. Ha, ha, had like the solar panels and all that kind of stuff, and you don't think of things along those lines, but. You can go completely off grid at that point. You can do mm -hmm. anything you need to. And the reality of being able to truly be mobile and go hunt all over the United States, wherever you want to, it doesn't necessarily just mean saddles and tree stands. It also means, you know, guys out West don't use that stuff as much because they just, they just don't. It's, it's a lot of spot and stock. However, what they do is you can drive on BLM land. You can go camp out there. You want to be able to have some of those same comforts that you can uh, have in 
a lot of those areas that aren't, you know, oh, what are they called? Designated wilderness areas where you can be able to have solar panels and generators and all that kind of stuff to be able to have a good camp uh, experience versus freezing your balls off in negative 10 degree weather in a tent. You know, it's fun to be miserable sometimes, but it's not always fun to be miserable all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, uh, I'm thinking about investing in a enclosed pull behind trailer as I've talked to you guys about and kind of doing it up similar to probably what Zach did to his van. I had a couple of buddies send me some videos this week and wow, the things you can do can sell service booster. And oh man, it's nuts. Well, it's nuts. There's, there's a guy named Bill Boyce who run, he, he lives in California. He used to run, a show called fish. The, I think it was called uh fish, the Baja or something like that. But he has this uh, boat that he calls the Baja bandito, but his truck <clears throat> is an enclosed cap on the back. He has solar panels. He has three uh, angle coolers in the back that are all cooled to freezing. So he can package fish and everything in there. He's got like cots and all this different stuff to be able to, you know, go off road and just drive into the desert. Like that's, completely ideal in a lot yeah. of ways oh yeah so real quick before i forget um super huge thanks to everybody who supported our show uh first and foremost spartan forge bill Thompson. Yeah. um really excited i spoke with him today a little bit and i think he's going to be in for next year as well so uh, it'll be cool to have him as a part of this again um, and thanks to the guys, Lane and Johnny, uh, for coming mm -hmm. down and talking to people about the app and, and hanging out and talking deer hunting. I think I'm going to actually hook up with Lane at some point, uh, either this fall or next and go hunt some stags in the marsh, uh, which I'm pretty nice. Nice. So we were talking a lot about that. And then, um, Really big thanks to the guys at Latitude, especially Alex. Uh, got a bit of a relationship with him, and um, he's just, I mean, it's just cool to meet these people and know that they're just like you. They're, they're just entrepreneurs that live to hunt. That's all they want to do. And, uh, you know, him supporting our film festival. And, um, you know, for those of you that were there, you probably know that, uh, we had some hiccups with our sound and I was minorly hard on myself over it. And he kind of pulled me aside and told me everything was going to be fine. And that, you know, the next year he wanted to be heavily in, in, involved and um, that uh, we would make a huge and that just encouragement like that. Like when you, cause I was pretty down on myself, I was pissed off really. And, uh, just to kind of get lifted up in that way is pretty cool, but just super grateful for their support uh, from Latitude. Um, and then Magnus Broadheads sponsoring Deers and Beers Night. I mean, mm -hmm. just people just stepping up and, um, you know, don't get me wrong, money helps and it's cool. But at the end of the day, 
just like verbal and uh, just support from these people that you look at, you know, I've looked at these guys for years now. I'm like, Oh, wow. They're so cool. You know, how cool. Um, and now we're working with them and, um, you know, helping their company and they're helping ours. And it's just so freaking cool. So mm -hmm. super grateful for all you guys. Uh, wait till you see next year. Yeah. <clears throat> like you said, Chris, the company's support, I think, is see all these people coming together to support the event. I think that is the most rewarding, you know, people coming together for this common goal to make just an awesome event for everyone. I, to me, that's the most rewarding thing. Amen. So we've been on the search for a new broadhead this year, and after doing some research and kind of looking around, we found this company called Afflictor Broadheads. We got our hands on some of the heads this summer to test out, and guys, I got to tell you, I believe that this head will be in our quiver this fall. Each and every broadhead is hand-assembled in their Texas facility by people who truly care about your experience. This year, I'll be shooting the K2 Mini and the K2 Hybrid. And I got to tell you, I'm absolutely loving them. They fly great. They're extremely durable. And the penetration is just deadly. I can't express it enough. I also love the practice pin feature these guys came out with. So far, I'm really, really impressed. To learn more for yourself, check them out at afflictorbroadheads.com. So... Are you boys even a little excited to go turn some green leaves red? Um, yeah. I'm just, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I, it, I know where to begin. It, 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 it is. Well, yeah, I mean, so it's August 3rd right now. So that means that we are, or is it, we are one month. We are exactly one month from the Kentucky opener and for you guys then no 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 you're yeah I'm shaking my head no as in like I don't want it to be coming up that fast <laughs> I, it's it's amazing it, it it's one month away and I'm just I've never been this excited to go but I've also I don't believe ever been this kind of worried because as, as we were talking the other day shooting your bow checking mm -hmm. cameras making sure i've got all my shit ready making sure all my stuff is where it needs to be it's just i, I went and shot my bow last night my freaking sight was two inches high and three inches left well, yeah bad bad and I don't know if that's just due to transport back and forth from the expo or if that was something got bumped or moved around or what the hell the deal was. It's it's sighted in now, but again, 30 days. Right. And, yeah. and I'm just at a loss for words. We've I'm got so less excited. than 30 days. And we got to you guys, yeah. 15 motherfucking hours to get where we're going. So, yeah. Woof. I gotta be able to shoot. My goal is to shoot out to seventy, and my bow's not even sighted in yet. 
Just start at 70. Just start so at 70. Panic, panic <laughs> mode is like setting in. I'm like, oh, I got to shoot. And then when I got back from the expo on Monday, I'm, I'm very happy. I decided to take a PTO day from work on that Monday because you were smart. Me, yeah, it helped me catch up on some things. And But man, all, I was like panicking around the house. I'm like, oh, God. Like I had to get my bow sighted in. I was like, I really need to set up more cams for my target buck in Kentucky. I was like, oh man, I should really get my house situated and, and my soon to be son's room organized before deer season. So I don't have to worry about that. And I was like, oh, it's like all this stuff. Yep. Pretty crazy. Man. Yeah. We, uh, we got a lot of good things. I'm excited to see how these new broadheads perform. Uh, last year, I used the, um, what is it, the Gravedigger Bloodsport. Yeah. And uh, they were great. They're they're an amazing hit. But uh, we switched over to the Afflictor broadheads. Uh, yep. that, that company decided to support us, and we're going to support them and check them out. And, um, man, I'm so far... <clears throat> I've shot them out to, uh, I think I've shot them out to like set. I don't know if it was quite 70 or not. I think it was like 68 yards or something, but we can call it 70. And uh, they flew like darts. Um, got the bow tuned pretty well. Arrow setup's great. And those heads are flying good. So now I want to see what happens when you shoot something with them. So pretty jacked about that. Mm -hmm. So Rick, Rick you're shooting those too, right? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be shooting those this year. I'm going to, you know, I, I, I'm going to be shooting the, the hybrid, the K2 hybrid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. The, and I shot out of a crossbow and I understand that last year and I've used fixed heads on my crossbow for a long time, but I just feel like that I switched broadheads last year on that bow and it, it didn't fly right. And I feel like that's the reason why I couldn't recover that deer. I feel like that's the reason why I put a bad shot on it. There was no reason it was on you know, a stable thing. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to go back to something that I know when it hits it, it's going to bleed all over the place and it's going to open up a bigger wound channel. And I, th I just, I think that that's the better way for me. And people can come at me or with, with whatever of, you know, fixed blade versus hybrids or fixed blades versus expandables, you know, I'll do, do what's best for you. And what's best for me right now is using a hybrid or a, or a, expandable at this point i've never i've never had that happen with a fixed blade or i'm sorry i've never had that happen with a hybrid or expandable before that was the first time i've ever had that happen with a you know a fixed blade i just i look i look at all the factors of it and i want to make sure that this thing's going right where i want it to so i'm i'm excited i'm i'm just i'm tickled pink i've got new area on the property I'm hunting on and I'm actually going to check cameras either Friday or Saturday. So, nice. um, yeah, I'm, I'm in the I'm rain. Pretty, I like it in, in the pouring rain. That way I can keep my scent down. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, if I get some time this weekend, I'm going to head to a couple spots 
that I have cams out and get everything squared away. I think I'm going to take, I'm going to take a couple of those little licking branches that we got. Yeah. From, uh, the Creek guys. Yeah. Um, don't let, don't let me forget. I have yours. Okay. Well, damn it. Um, <laughs> you're coming over tomorrow. Don't see each other tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Um, for the love of God, bring those. Um, <laughs> how many you have for me? Two. Two. Okay. All righty. So uh, I'm going to stick one up here and one in Kentucky. And I tell you what, <laughs> that's going to be, I swear if those things work like I think they could, that's going to be slick. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to do with mine. I want to do one in Ohio at my dad's place. I want to freshen up the, the one I have kind of established. Put you know some new signatures in there, and just see if something gets intrigued. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, who the hell is in my area, right? And then uh, I think I want to do one in Kentucky, and just see if if I can get one of those target bucks to come in and hit it. You know, kind of doing the same thing. Like, who the hell is in my area? Yeah. Um, I haven't that place. I really I saw some scrapes during the rut. Um, and when I went shed hunting, I found like a scrape or two, Well, I, I haven't seen too many like common licking branches at this one particular place. So that place is, you know, feel like it's an enigma wrapped in a riddle wrapped in a mystery in a lot of ways. It's, it's, it's different than compared different. to a lot of other places. Like if you, you kind of have to think a little bit outside the box, I feel like, um, for those that don't know, Rick and I are talking about um, the place where my number one target for Kentucky is. It's just different. It doesn't have any of the normal stuff that you would you would see as far as like big sign. And if you're looking for community scrapes and these looking branches, it's you know it's these these small these little kind of places that are just might be overlooked. Yeah, you know, on on mm -hmm. these pieces, it's like, well, there's no reason a deer would hang out over here. Like, it'd probably be over here. I'm like, well, they're kind of hanging out over here. I think it's just because there aren't too many people going to that. Well, I will. Pre I, I'll not not th this place gets hit hard. I just think it's they're not going into the particular place where the deer are bedding, and then they have a really good vantage point. It's very hard to get in on them. Yes, it is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say people don't hit it because it it got pretty. It got oh, tore it, up last year. I say it it gets hit. It gets hit pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> I ran into one guy. He's like, "This is the most people here I've seen in in the past few years." I was like, well, "Yeah, that's because everyone's posting about public now." Yeah. Give it a couple of years and maybe it'll die down again. <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm hunting. Forget about it. Yeah, I'm hunting public in K Kentucky out of necessity. Like I don't have any private to hunt. Right. I have to hunt public, and it's not that I'm mad about it. Right. I wanted to learn. I wanted to get better at you know my craft hunting deer, and I think it's an awesome learning opportunity. Like you for you you put yourself in a place where you have to learn, uh, which I think is I think is cool. Absolutely. But I, it's a necessity. I also have some other theories as to as to why there are so many people on public. I need to talk to like some of these guys in realty 
like you see like on Exodus outdoor outdoor gear, like Jake Hofer and that doing all the, the uh, property and realty stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially with our age bracket, you see some younger guys in there. It's because they heck, they can't afford these houses or houses with property. No. So it, they're it, like. The, the days of being able to buy a piece of property, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 37 and I would need to sell my home. Your left nut. And my left nut <laughs> in order to buy a piece of property, not a big piece of property. We're talking like 15, 20 acres. I mean, we don't got a big nut, so you can't get. No, no, exactly. (laughs) Tiny, tiny nuts. (laughs) But, uh, you know, the the days of being able to go somewhere and buy a piece of property and be able to go hunt it, you know, you got to drive or and for two hours in the state of Kentucky in order to find something. And even when you do find it, is it even going to be passable stuff to hunt on? Mm-hmm. Like you, like you can find stuff online. It's like, oh, 50 acres. It's a cliffside. That's it. Like if there were goats here or if there were sheep here, this would be an excellent place. It's a cliffside, and there's nobody wants that for good reason. Yeah. So it, it'll be it'll be an interesting season to say the least. I do want to. I'm. I'm seriously debating this though as well is squirrel season comes in i think on is it august 15th isn't oh, that soon uh yeah it it's early remember in the state of kentucky you can hunt uh it is the 13th let me no 20th my bad august 20th is when it opens you can hunt more months for squirrel in the state of Kentucky than you can't. Mm, but yeah, I forgot about that. I ran into a turkey or turkey. I ran into a squirrel hunter last year. It was either opening weekend or the second weekend of the season. And I'm like, what in the hell is this guy doing? He's just out there hunting squirrels. I'm like, son yep. of a gun. I'm like wanting to go through here and he's out there like with a 20 gauge. Like a <laughs> It, it's funny when you get on some of those WMAs, though. I went and muzzleloader hunted uh, a WMA, and this guy is running beagles, and he, like, stops and he goes, what are you doing? And said, I'm going to hunt deer. What's it look like? He goes, you can't do that here. I'm like, yeah, I can. She's like, pulled the regs up. It's like, here here it is right here. He's like, well, well I, did, I didn't know that. How, how long is muzzleloader season? It's like. Are you are you completely ignorant to the fact that there's deer hunters like in the woods at this point, at <laughs> this time of year? And he he had not a clue that there was even a muzzleloader season. And this is not a knock against small game. I love hunting small game, love it. But there there is a certain section of people who only hunt small game, mm-hmm. and they they do not you know know when deer hunters are in the woods or anything like that. And when you're running dogs, I mean that that is that is the first thing that comes to my mind is like you should know when deer hunters are in the woods, and especially yeah. you know you, stupid people do stupid things. People <laughs> shoot dogs, people shoot cats, people shoot you know people. But I mean, without fail, I'm I guarantee. You know, we're we're gonna hear first weekend of opening weekend of rifle. Oh, I thought it was a deer. How the f- <laughs> almost said it. How the heck do you think it's a deer when it's got blaze orange on? Right. So, yeah. 
I, 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 I've never understood that sentiment. So people are stupid. Very much so. But, uh, Chris, thoughts, feelings, I'm, complaints? I'm hungry. I'm fighting <laughs> hunger right now. And I'm, I didn't fight it that well last night. <clears throat> and I ate the rest of my Chinese. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like thinking about what I could just go just absolutely destroy. Cause I, for whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason. I mean, we had dinner. What, what time is it? Uh, we had dinner over five hours ago. So, um, I'm starving like Marvin. So, no. Thoughts on uh, our podcast and the weekend. Again, super, super thankful to the people that supported us and to take it, you know, one step further. Josh, for all of his involvement, your involvement, our entire team, you know, that I, I hate to sound like cliche but that was such a team effort and you don't really think that much about it when you're in the middle of it and then when you think about how quickly we put up tvs and scrambled and you know switch tvs and all that like we did that in 45 minutes. Yeah. We hooked up surround sound, two TVs on mounts that were like 10 or 12 feet bad, probably about 10 feet high mm-hmm. on ladders. Um, you know, took one down, swapped it out with another one that was even bigger, then took them down, put them back. Um, all the stuff we unloaded and loaded and uh, just such a hell of a team effort. Not, you know, I'll say this all year until the next one, and I'll say it after that. The expo name and my name has been mentioned a lot, and even Josh's name is getting mentioned, your name, mm-hmm. without people like uh, you know, Josh's wife, Madison, Josh. J- John Robertson? <laughs> no, he's going to say my mom. Oh, uh, Josh's mom. <laughs> His extremely sexy mother. Um, John Robertson, Tyler Westall, like all these people, Will and Matt and my father-in-law, like, um, you know, Bob, Stephanie, yeah. Grip and Bob. And uh, yeah, like all these people came out to help. And, you know, you take one or two of those people away and the entire dynamic is changed and yeah. and we're you know we were scrambling anyway but we're really you know we're kind of in trouble at that point so yeah just can't say enough about all of you guys you know you, everybody made me look like i'm some kind of genius and all i had was an idea uh, you know a big picture and everybody basically you know put the tiny details together and made me look really good so super grateful for all of you guys and Aaron Satterfield. He was the other guy that we didn't mention. Yep, yeah. Asher. Aaron. Well, Asher. I didn't want to really mention names simply because I will forget a name. I, yeah. you know, I'm I'm half stupid as it is anyway. <laughs> so unless I write them all down, I, I'd be screwed. But, you know, our entire team was just freaking phenomenal. Paige and yeah. Michael, you know. I mean, yeah. everybody. Tyler Sparks. You know, we had uh, Stephen Haley. Um, I'd met mm-hmm. one other time in my life. 
Jonathan York. Jonathan York. Jonathan York was a damn vendor. And he was like one of the heroes of both setting up and taking it out. You know who else we got to thank? Damn dudes over at Eastern Woods Outdoors. Yeah, Dan. 16 feet tall. Like they helped us. They're they're literally Vikings. And oh, and uh, Troy Fall, yeah. Bill Fall, son. Oh, oh yeah, you you stumped me for a second. So, yeah, dude, yeah. what a little stud, <laughs> hopping around on yep. logs and like just uh, the team effort there. You know, all the vendors that helped and um, our team. I mean, it was just cool. So super, super, super grateful. And I can guarantee you this. We're going to knock this thing out of the park come yep. 2023. So, concluders, guys. Uh, oh, shoot your damn bow. <laughs> Josh? Uh, just piggybacking off of Chris, right? The season's around the corner. We got through the expo. It was a great time. Next year's going to be bigger and better. But now, Deer season right around the corner. You better get your gear ready to go. Shoot your bow. I need to take my own advice. I'm going to start that tomorrow. Get everything mm-hmm. together and start shooting my bow and get prepped for the season because it's it's coming and it's coming fast. Yes, it is. Um, my concluder, if you have the ability to take someone into the outdoors, please do so. This is a, a great time of year to start getting people out. August, like I said, August 20th in the state of Kentucky is opening week, uh, weekend of squirrel season. It's a great way to get a kid out or an adult to you know get them into something very easy and not having to harvest a turkey or a deer as their first thing. It's a pretty easy entry level. Uh, the, the second thing I do want to uh, conclude with is this. As I stated earlier, it was wonderful to see all the collegial, uh, all the camaraderie and collegial stuff that happened at the expo. I think if we can all take a little bit of that and move it out through the hunting seasons and when you're out in the woods or when you're with other people or if someone asks you a question, be honest and be truthful. Not if they're asking you for your spot. Tell them to go kick rocks. But if <laughs> if they're asking you for help and understanding something, it doesn't hurt to just be honest and nice and give them an answer. And if you don't know, say you don't know and maybe point them in the direction of someone who might. You never know how that's going to help somebody. And by all means, it. I'm a big believer in karma. And when you don't do good things for people, it comes back and bites you real freaking hard. Amen to that. I also would like to invite the rest of the country to hunt Southern Ohio this year. Uh, <laughs> people come and all scout in Adams County, Ohio. So, and they're all from Michigan, Louisiana, Mississippi, all the real big deer states where people pass giants. So, go ahead and come sit in the tree with all of us together and uh, we can maybe just do podcasts in the tree as well because the southern part of Ohio is about to get raped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, on that gigantic disappointment, this has been Fueled <laughs> by the Outdoors. We've been your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. Joined tonight by Josh Luck. Guys, thanks for joining us tonight. Talk to you later. Bye. See ya. 
Sevilla.